Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we are going to go kind of way back. And we're going to talk about some things that I think a lot of business owners, a lot of marketers leave kind of off to the side and don't talk about a lot because they're sort of old school principles of marketing. And I just ended a fix it fast event, a free event that I do inside of my Facebook group. I encourage you to join me in that group. There's tons of stuff going on, but we do these fix it fast events where we've got like these little micro burst sessions that we do over the course of several days where people come on, they learn about marketing. They have the ability to take action right away. They're tangible, easy things to get done and to start working into their business. And this last one that I did, I I wanted to kind of take a step back, like I said, and focus on some of the fundamentals of marketing that we don't often hear or talk about in the digital marketing space. And I think the reason we don't talk about some of these marketing principles is because they are kind of old school, right? Like they're not, these are not unique to me uh, concepts. These are not something that I came up with and they're really not anything new to marketing. However, I just don't hear a lot of online marketers talking about each and every one of these. So it's the seven P's of marketing. And if you have gone to school or learned sort of these fundamental things, this should probably be familiar to you. But what I thought in this episode we would do is talk through the seven P's of marketing and kind of go back to the basics and understand why these foundational um processes and foundational, you know, pieces of marketing are so important. And the reason that I want to do that is because I hear and see a lot of business owners, not just at the agency, but also in my group that have, you know, these ideas of, you know, promotions and they make these grand plans and they've got all these ideas and they've taken the course, they've watched the, you know, training, they are Googling things on YouTube, they're doing all of this stuff, but they really don't understand the fundamentals of marketing. So sort of like marketing 101. So when I was going through this fix it fast and I was having these conversations, 
So many great comments came up about why people aren't talking about this and taking a step back. So I thought that would be a great thing, like I said, for today's episode. So I want to get into this. And um, again, these are not unique to me sort of principles. Anybody that has, you know, kind of you can Google this and and learn this. But I'm going to give you my perspective and my take on these things as it relates to why I think these are important to understand as you you know, market your e-com business. And I think a lot of times we spend so much on the sexy items that we sometimes forget that there's a lot of other things that need to be happening, other principles that need to be happening when it comes to marketing for the whole cyclical cycle of marketing to actually work. So let's jump into these seven P's and I'll kind of go through them uh, quickly here and tell you what I think, you know, and over over the time, over time, these have changed just slightly as far as how they're worded and the names of them and things like that. But it's it stayed fundamentally stayed the same. So we're talking about products, price, promotion, place, physical evidence and people. OK, so <clears throat> I'm going to go through those really fast again. So product, price, promotion, place, physical evidence and people. Okay, so when you think about each one of these, let's let's kind of go into and dig into these a little bit deeper. Because again, I think if you look at the principles of marketing, these seven into themselves make up kind of like a circle, right? So it's a cyclical process that happens or should be happening consistently throughout your business and throughout your marketing plan. And again, I think a lot of people pull one of these things out and they learn from all the gurus and they don't understand how the other parts of this um, play into an overall marketing strategy. So when you think about product, this seems pretty obvious, right? But what I will tell you is that I have found this one to be sort of... um, tricky for a lot of people. Now, in the e-com space, we spend a lot of time developing our products. Some of us make our products, some of us, you know, drop ship products, some of us, um, you know, have made these and, and are in a bigger sort of manufacturing sort of situation. And I think I encourage you to kind of look at your product through the lens of your customer. A lot of times we will get very, very close to our own products, right? We will get close to and have an emotional connection to our products. And a lot of times we don't look at this from the customer point of view. We don't ask, you know, some important questions about is this product actually like appropriate for my audience? Like, am I actually serving my ideal client with the right product? Now, in e-com, you have lots of different products. You have lots of different SKUs and you have lots of different potential mixes of products that you put together. But whenever you're having difficulty with selling a product, I always encourage people to kind of step back to that fundamental starting point of marketing and take a critical look at your actual product. Are there any products or offerings or anything that maybe isn't serving your audience as well as it once was? You you need to kind of get into the habit of consistently assessing your products, assessing your business for sure, but assessing your products 
and making sure that these are serving your clients in the right and appropriate way with the right mix of products. And if you think about it from sort of a process perspective, which we will talk about here in a bit, it is something fundamentally that you consistently need to look at through the eyes of your customer. So that's when I talk about product. You know, I think about it from, you know, a customer consumer perspective. And is this product serving my ideal client? And then I think it goes into the next one, which is really around price, the price formula. Now, I spend a lot of time with my clients and in the agency working on price. And price as it relates to marketing, the price as it relates to how much you can spend to acquire a customer, price on how much are your margins, do you know your COGS, cost of goods, do you know how much it may, you know, how much you're making off of every product. Some people just kind of come into the market and they use other people's products as sort of the benchmark for where they should be pricing. And I think that the formula that that gets you into is one of not success, right? Unless it makes sense. Or sometimes people will say, well, everybody's putting their product on sale, so I'm going to put my product on sale. Or sometimes people say, well, everybody raised their price. I better raise my price as well. Where I really see this coming into the marketing play is it from a marketing perspective, first of all, you need to understand what your margins are and you need to understand how much it costs you to make your product. There could be other people in the market doing something very similar to you that are charging a certain amount. But for you, maybe you need to charge more because you it, it costs you more to, to make your product. Or maybe you can charge less because your margins will be better and you know that you can get more people by having a slightly lower price. Developing and understanding and re-examining that consistently throughout the process is so important. I've seen a lot of companies get themselves turned upside down because they don't understand their margins. They don't understand how much it costs to you know, produce their product. And then they go out and they spend money on Facebook ads or Instagram ads, YouTube, Google, doesn't matter, paid advertising. And they think that they're making a profit or they think their return on investment is really good. But in reality, they haven't done the price formula. They haven't done the math to figure out whether or not <clears throat> this cost is appropriate for where they're at. And they haven't done the math. So when I think about pricing and I think about prices as it relates to these seven principles, it's really not just about am I competitive in the market, although very important. Sometimes you need to take a really deep look at your cost of goods, at all of the elements of this and do some comparison pricing but making sure that you're doing it against yourself, right? Sometimes if you buy things in bulk, you can get a better price. Sometimes different times a year, you can get products for different prices. Sometimes, you know, all of these different factors that play into it. And, you know, it's kind of a, one of those things that I think sometimes people resist this a little bit because they don't understand the math behind it or they don't necessarily understand how pricing impacts marketing. But let me tell you, from my years of experience doing this, this is a critical, critical piece to successful marketing is understanding this in the e-com business, in the e-com space. So that's what I mean when I talk about pricing. 
Now let's go into promotion. Okay, this is the place where everybody gets excited. Okay, this is probably the place that most people spend their time focusing on the marketing, quote unquote, of their business, the promotion part, right? They think about all the sales, they think about all the online stuff, the social media, the Facebook ads, the way that they get it out there. And of course, this is that is included in all of this. But when I think about promotion, I think about it as an element of these seven principles. Promotions are used as a way to serve your customers in the right way by getting this product in front of them, right? And I think, you know, when we've talked lately in particular about having your eggs all in one basket, meaning that everybody's, you know, kind of concerned about Facebook ads and Instagram ads right now because of some of the changes that are going on. And some people are making another shift in their promotions or the way that they're thinking about their advertising. And what I would encourage you to do is at some point, you know, the at some point, marketing kind of takes its toll and you have to refresh. Just like with Facebook ads, you've got to refresh creative, you've got to refresh copy, you have to change up audiences. Think about that from a totality of promotion. It, it is something that, you know, over time could potentially stall out. So if you're kind of running up against a brick wall with some of your promotions and you're kind of like, you know, banging your head a little bit and you're saying, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? And you keep kind of trying to jam it into and, and make it work. It might be time to take a step back and look at your promotions. I agree. Like I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, having multiple channels that you have promotions on or that you are advertising your product with. So not having all your eggs in one basket, meaning you're not just using Facebook ads, you're not just using Instagram ads, but rather you have a solid email strategy, you have a solid you know, traffic strategy that includes organic. You've got, you know, maybe some other channels of where your audiences are hanging out, but that you understand that as part of the seven principles of marketing, you have to objectively take a step back and look at your promotions and understand that at some point the well is going to dry up. And if you don't have another plan or another channel or another avenue to sell your products, you're going to find yourself kind of stuck. And I think that's where a lot of e-commerce businesses are right now is that they have put all their eggs into the Facebook basket and now it's not producing like it once was and people are getting frustrated and with the iOS changes and all these different things. And now Facebook's making another major change. This is where things are going to get, you know, kind of weird. And even the biggest of companies take time and step back and look at their marketing and promotions as far as, you know, a habit, making sure that they're doing it um, consistently and not just thinking about it as the part of marketing. It's one of the seven, but it is something that you as a business owner need to ensure that you have looked at consistently and you recognize when the well is starting to dry up and you've got other channels in place ready to go. Now, again, I'm not saying like you need to be in all places. This leads me to number four, which the fourth P in marketing is place where your product is actually sold. So I'm not a big fan of 
throwing out the net and seeing what sticks sort of thing. So I know a lot of business owners are, you know, overwhelmed because they're trying to be on Facebook. They're trying to be on Instagram. Now they have to be on TikTok. Now they should be doing a YouTube channel. Now they're supposed to, you know, all of a sudden understand Google ads. And now there's this and now messenger bots. And how do you, uh -uh. I'm not saying do that. That's not at all what I'm saying when I say promotion. And that's not at all what I'm saying when I say place. What I'm saying is that your product needs to, you need to be in the habit of reviewing and reflecting your promotions and the place that you are selling your product, right? So you can sell your product in many different places. There's lots of ways to sell products. There's lots of ways to sell services. You know, back in the day, um, there used to be, you know, <laughs> I remember it with even with my kids. So this isn't all that long ago. You know, there would be the Target catalog that would come and and having worked for Target for a long time, the the big Target catalog would come in the mail and we would give it to the kids and we would say circle the things that you want and they would look at that and they would get super excited for Christmas and they would circle the things that they wanted. Well, that is a place, right? Like that's a method of a channel of serving your products to a consumer. So there used to be, you know, catalogs back in the day. <laughs> there there were, you know, all sorts of different things where people would use different quote unquote places to sell their products. This is the same thing as that. I'm just saying making sure that you understand the different places that you're selling, be intentional about how you're selling your product and make the right choice about what's best for your potential customers, right? Just because someone is doing it here doesn't mean that's where your people are hanging out, right? But you need to have more than one channel. You just do. You need to have more than one channel. Now, this is a great example of what happened with brick and mortar businesses when COVID happened. A lot of brick and mortar businesses didn't have another place to sell their products. They didn't have another channel. They didn't have an opportunity to get online fast enough. Some did, but some didn't. So stepping back, evaluating and understanding, not just within the online presence, but are there other ways that you can, you know, other places that you can sell your product? Now, in theory, Place could also talk about, you know, manufacturing. It could also talk about distribution companies. We could also talk about, you know, a combination of the places where you're actually producing your products. You know, all of that falls into this. I'm speaking of it specifically from, you know, the online perspective, but <clears throat> I think that's an important piece as well is that you're consistently evaluating manufacturing, places where you're manufacturing. I've got a client right now that went uh, to a trade show to find different manufacturers for his product, different places that he could manufacture his product just in case there's a problem. And I think that is an important element to any good marketing, solid marketing plan is knowing your place and understanding where your people are hanging out. Okay, number five is a little bit different than maybe old school number five used to be. Um, but I talk about this as physical evidence. Okay, so physical evidence really is sort of the way that you help people get over the initial purchase. That's kind of how I think about it. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. But physical evidence is sort of like the 
um, barrier to entry or alleviating a barrier of entry, right? And making sure that it is not hard for your customers to get over the hump of purchasing from you. So in the online space, there are a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of fake businesses, there's a lot of scams, or people perceive there to be a lot of scams. There's a lot of like, you know, people buy stuff, and they never get their product, all those different types of things. So physical evidence, in the marketing mix, as I look at it, is really kind of from the very beginning, how do you build that trust with your customers so that they don't have any barrier of entry or any any reason not to purchase from you? So there's things like, you know, in physical businesses, there's there's things that you can do, brick and mortar businesses, there's things that you can do. But I'm going to talk specifically about the online space just a little bit. So when I think about this, I think a lot about your online presence. I think about professionalism. I think about branding. I think about, you know, in my my Facebook group, I do a lot of website um, conversion optimization audits on websites, right? Like we look at websites and and we do audits on websites everyone, pretty much every Wednesday. And a lot of the things that I see and need to be optimized are really to help with this physical evidence piece, meaning building that trust factor through branding, through professionalism, and the look and feel of your product, your website, and how that builds trust with your customers. So think about all the different elements that could be on your website that potentially would cause someone to not be comfortable purchasing from you. So I think about things that, you know, break down those barriers. So we talk about you know, packaging, branding, that different types of things. But there's also a couple of things that I think, you know, regarding your company where you've got, you know, trust badges on, you know, checkout, you have, you know, guarantees, you've got the ability to um, easily understand how to return something. There's a place where you can talk to somebody if you have questions. There's, you know, the physical evidence of other people purchasing your product. So, customer reviews, um, you know, user generated content, ways that people can see that, oh, yeah, hey, other people have purchased this. It's it's okay. It's not just, you know, a, a scam online. This is a real deal. There's other people I can see other people have purchased it. it. It feels okay. I see that, you know, there's trust badges, meaning like a guarantee or secure checkout or, you know, those types of things. And if I need to get a hold of someone, here's, here's where I can get a hold of somebody. And, you know, it just it builds that confidence with your customers so that they don't feel like it's a scam. And this is something that a lot of people don't take the time to really think about or to look at from their website perspective. I can't tell you how many times in these website audits I've had to say to people like, hey, you need to put um, you know, an SSL on your website. You need to make sure that there is a guarantee. You need to show people how they can return. I, I wanna make sure that there's like an email somewhere on your website so or I love having an 800 phone number. So if I did have a question, I could actually, you know, talk to a human or some way to be able to do that. So think about it from that position. Think about it from that perspective of how you can, you know, build that trust with your uh, customers from a physical evidence perspective. Okay. 
Now, when we get into, I think we're on number six, I go into the people piece. Now, this was one that was interesting when we were doing the Fix It Fast, where people were really thinking about this from, you know, a solopreneur perspective. And that is important as well. And it is definitely something that, you know, you are your brand. So wherever you're showing up on social media, you need to make sure that you're representing your brand, even though you may not be representing it at that particular time. But I also think of people as it refers to people that are working in your business. So I've got a team that works for me and I feel extremely confident with their ability to be able to represent my brand on behalf of me because they know my core values, they know the experience that I want my customers to have, and they know how I want to take care of them. So, you know, having excellent customer service, creating a positive experience for your customers and making them feel like they're part of your family is so, so, so important. So I want to make sure that when you are just getting started and you are a solopreneur and you're thinking about that from your perspective, you know, you are your brand. So are you representing your brand all over social media? Are you showing up in a way outside of just underneath your brand umbrella in a way that represents you? Are you providing amazing customer service and then take that into your team. Is your team building an amazing experience for your customers? Are you providing a level of customer service that creates that positive experience that gives people the warm hug and the family feel? I talk about my my agency as, you know, kind of being part of our family. When you come into it, we want to welcome you with open arms. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable. We want to make sure that everybody knows, you know, that we're here for you and that we're coming alongside you and that we are not just a marketing agency. We are marketing partners. We want to help you grow. We want to be see your success. And that gives me a competitive advantage over a lot of other agencies who are just about churning and burning. They kind of get into it. They, you know, don't hit the results and then boom, they're out, right? This is the competitive advantage of what I'm talking about with your people, you know, making sure that they really are trained properly, that they're representing you well, and that you're retaining them. That's the other piece is that, my team's been with me for a long time, and I think that in, in you know, the agency space online as well as in the virtual space, sometimes that is unusual, right? A lot of times agencies are going through media buyers or they're going through other people pretty quickly, and I'm fortunate enough that my team has kind of seen my vision and they have stuck around with me for quite a while. And I think that retaining good staff, treating people well, making sure that they have an amazing environment within your organization is extremely important so that when they go out and represent your brand on your behalf, they are providing that amazing, amazing customer service experience. So that's what I'm talking about when I think about people. Now, the final one, and this is a big one, and, and I think this actually might need its own um, episode because this is where a lot of business owners, when we were having our Fix It Fast event, were kind of coming up saying, I need to redo, I need to rethink about my processes. And I think that so many companies don't spend time developing strong standard operating procedures. They don't spend time having good processes. And it really impacts their ability to deliver quality products in a way that makes your customers feel like they're part of your family. So <clears throat> we talked a lot about, you know, 
how you can physically improve your processes. So if you're doing a handmade, you know, a handmade product, how do you make your product more efficient? How do you how do you make the process more efficient? How do you make it get from point A to point B faster? What are those processes? If you were to, you know, have a vacation or step away, could someone else step into your, you know, process and be able to pick it up right where you left off? And that's the type of process that we want to be building. It's not just about a you know, physical process, meaning a, a getting your product from point A to point B. It can also be the pro- process that you have around marketing. Do you have a marketing process? Do you consistently sit down every quarter and think about, okay, here's all the advertising? Or do you do it on an annual basis? I do this with my clients. We have an annual planning meeting. We break it out for every quarter, what promotions we're going to be doing. We talk about, you know, is there any product launching? We get things organized and then we do it on a more consistent, you know, quarterly basis. And then we break it down to monthlies. Do you have a process for your marketing in place? How do you do that on a regular and consistent basis? And I think a lot of people don't. Um, They kind of wing it or they do it when they have something they're about to launch or, oh man, we're 50 days out from Christmas and all of a sudden I feel like I need to have a marketing plan. I would encourage you to get yourself a process around marketing, get yourself a process around getting products from point A to point B. And also getting a process around how you, um, you know, work with your team. How do you have an ordering? You know, how do people order on your website? Do you have updates happening on your website? Are you keeping that fresh? How do you rotate through products? What is the process for, you know, what gets on the front page, the homepage? What is the process for promotions? What is the so process, process, process? And I think that if you consider this from an end-to-end customer's perspective, it can kind of help you avoid some of these, um, you know, trip ups that you might have as you think about it from, you know, a marketing perspective, spending the time to really go through this. Now, what we did talk about, and, and depending on the time of when you're listening to this particular podcast, this last Fix It Fast was the holiday edition. So we were really trying to get some of these foundations down, but we were really talking more so about the promotions piece. But this process piece kept coming up a lot because people felt like they didn't have the processes in place to be able to do a great promotion, have a great product, understand pricing, things like that. So what I encouraged them to do is to not necessarily try to, you know, do all things all at once, and certainly not right now during the holiday season, pick one thing that you know is broken in your process that is keeping your customers from having an amazing experience. And that can be anything for anybody, right? And fix that one thing that's going to give you the biggest return on your investment. So if your website doesn't load quickly, and you don't have a process for checking load times or a process for how your website's getting updated or something like that, That might be a process that you want to get fixed pretty quick because if people can't load, uh, if the website doesn't load and people can't shop, you're not going to make any sales. So things like that during the busy time are important. But when things have a tendency to maybe not be as crazy, so maybe not during fourth quarter, 
it's good to go back and assess your processes, document, document, document everything that you have so that if something was to happen to you or you were going to take a vacation, somebody else could step into your role and be able to, you know, pick it up right where you left off. Plus, your customers want to have an end-to-end experience that's amazing. So maybe we'll do another podcast about processes and marketing processes, how I think about marketing, because I know this is a a question. And even from just an e-com perspective, take marketing out of it for just a second. Just from an e-com perspective, people always love to hear about processes. And I worked in operations for a long time um, and have a lot of, you know, process improvements and, and, you know, all sorts of things that I have worked on for years and years um, in major corporations. So I'm very familiar and well-versed with how processes need to work within an organization. And so I think that might be a good topic. I'm I'm talking myself into it. I'm talking myself into (laughs) having a podcast specifically about processes. But Hopefully this was a helpful episode for you where we talked about the seven foundations or the seven principles of marketing and how they really are important to every step of your business. We talked about product, price, promotion, place, physical evidence, and people. And I think that, um, and I forgot the last one (laughs) that I was just talking about and process. So I want to just make sure that you take a step back, that you look at every one of these seven principles, that you understand how they work in your business. And hopefully you got some ideas on ways that you can think about these as you move your business forward. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.